This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we are talking Ford versus Ferrari. With Aaron and Abe, I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abe. Hello, hi. Out now is a film podcast where Abe and I, dis- Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler for your review, then jump back to other fun movie topics. This is episode three hundred eighty-six, three eighty-six. We're getting up there. We're getting pretty old. Yeah, in saying all of this, <laughs> where I say like, as always, <laughs> it's Abe, and like I, I say a number of words that are more tongue twistery now than they have been. I feel like I should rewrite this by the time we get to episode 400, just to make it easier oh. on myself. We're gonna we're gonna keep going through 401 at least, and then 402 is gonna be all different. Yeah, and then giddy up 409, and things get really crazy. Exactly, that's a special formula. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's 408 ingredients. <laughs> is that how 409 works? There's 409 ingredients. Yeah, it's the KFC of the detergents, I believe. That seems how... <laughs> yeah, that seems like you're gonna die. <laughs> 31 of those flavors are obviously ice cream. This is not what we want to tell kids. <laughs> no, we want to tell kids that Tide Pods are cool and that we eat them all the time. What is this, 2015? Yeah, right? We're doing all these best of decade stuff, so you know, you know, I gotta get all the trends back into, into going before you... Flashback, flashback, flashback. Anyway, this week we're talking Ford v. Ferrari. The race car film featuring Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Zoom, zoom, vroom, vroom, yeah. That's pretty good tagline. I, I, that's what I suggested to Mr. Mangold. That's what I call James. <laughs> Mr. Mangold? Oh. Yeah, Jim to his friends, Mr. Mangold to people on podcasts. That's uh-huh. I, I, call him, I call him Jimmy Mangs, but, you know. <laughs> Jimmy <whatever>. Mangs? <laughs> It'd be a good way to go for this. Anyway, joining us to dis- this evening to discuss Ford v. Ferrari. We're off to a fun start, I think. We are. It's weird. <laughs> joining I call us, him Jimbo. Joining us this week to discuss Ford v. Ferrari, we have, from sunny South Carolina... Back from a tune-up, it's Alan Aguilera. Hey, guys. Also, That's me. <laughs> also joining us from the racing circuit, finishing first, it's Kenny Miles. Hello, guys. The Ken Miles? Yeah, we got him. Wow. Yes. Ken, Kenny, it's an honor to meet you. It is It oh. is my privilege. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I just wanted what to happened go to your accent? and see what happened. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't think Lord. I could do British. <laughs> oh. Maybe maybe it'll leak out uh, during their main review. Yeah, yeah, he tries to hide it. That's that's the key. Yeah. Oh, he's such a good actor, and it's better than Cary Grant. It's none of that North Atlantic stuff, you know. We've got a real American accent. <laughs> anyway, how are you guys doing this evening? Wonderful. I'm good. I'm revving to go. Good. All right. Yeah. I, yeah, I heard it. <laughs> Alan, if you can uh, sneak in at least uh, 15 more uh, car-related uh, jokes, that'd be great. What do you think I'm here for, Abe? <laughs> yes, perfect. Yeah, I would love to. I would love for the listeners to point out where they are. But yeah, glad to have you guys back here. Alan, good to have you on the show, as always. Cool. I thought there'd be something <laughs> in that. <laughs> I wanted to see how long I can like stretch it out, you know. I, like I want to make sure that, you know, almost like 24 hours for me to I, loop yeah. back into that. I am not going to edit that, that pause out. 
and Kenny, good to have you here as well. We've had you. Uh, it's your second show, so it's you know good to get you back finally. It's only oh, Kenny's second show. I know, right? Feels like you've been on for many times. No, just my second. Okay, yeah, but you're here. Well, now. welcome back. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. All right, let's get to some show notes real quick. First up, iTunes user ratings. It is good to get those. If you like the nonsense we're doing so far, guess what? There's like over 400 episodes otherwise, because we include the bonuses also. Uh, that's all on iTunes. You can find that. You can go there. You can go, give us a rating and review. That'd be great. Hit us up on the five stars. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What else? I mean, it's the holiday season. There's going to be a lot of episodes coming out. Uh, I was I would probably assume some bonus ones just because there's so many movies. Uh, so we'll... Uh, We'll keep you guys updated on that, but yeah, just stay tuned, because there's a lot of things to review that we want to kind of get to, since we can't fit everything into one, like, main show. Um, speaking of which, bonus episodes, commentary track, it is November, that means we have a new one coming this month, and we have it all planned out, it's going to be recorded this week, it is for Interview with a Vampire, uh, the 1994 favorite for many, um, we've got a stacked lineup for this commentary track, so stay tuned. <laughs> a lot of people seem to want to talk about this movie. Well, you guys don't know is we it's, have a special guest star. His name is Christian Slater. It's funny because I'm not even the biggest fan of this movie, but I thought like it's its 25th anniversary, so we figured this would be a good one. So yeah, I rewatched it a few weeks ago, and oh boy, I still love it. But yeah, that movie is. I can't wait to listen to that commentary. Yeah, well, see, so you're, you're all you're all revved up and ready to go for that one. You, you I am. Yeah. I am. Revved up and ready to go. Got it. Mm-hmm. That's number three. Yep. All right. <laughs> Let's. Uh... Wait. Do we have to say? Can I, do I have? To <laughs> no, no, no. Just different. Yep. Okay. Because I want to have. I'm gonna, I got different things. Like I don't want to make. I want to make sure my jokes don't get tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, feel free to shift into different gears, Alan. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> I'm sure listeners' favorite parts of podcasts is stopping to talk about the mentioning of jokes. I mean, that's just that's just key, right? Well, there. it's like you know, it's like a car accident. Everybody's rubbernecking. It's gonna be great. <laughs> All right, check the, checking that one off. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. move on. Let's get to some know everybody. We two guess each other a question or two. Try to set the tone for the podcast. Better get to know, know everybody. everybody. Whoa, this is a little slow <laughs> and weird. Yeah, well, that's how I am... sometimes. Well, you have to do it again. Let, let you know. He's just pacing. He, Aaron's a pace car when he's doing this, so he has to like lead us in. <laughs> That's right. Abe, hey, you got a question for us this week? Question for you guys: Are you driving with or without racing gloves? It depends on the temperature. If hmm. I'm like in yeah. the desert and like it's the wheel, like in Phoenix, I'm using gloves. Practical answer. But if it's you know if I'm in a temperate climate like North Carolina, then I'll be fine. I don't need no gloves. But yeah, if I get sweaty, if it's too hot, it makes sense. So that's my answer. I mean, yeah, using Red Dead Redemption 2 logic, the gloves seem to be, you know, they factor in, but they can get hot. So it just, yeah. you know, the weather, it's, it just makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, maybe. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, are you? Any gloves? I am no gloves. No gloves, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no glove, no love. That's great. I am gloves. Even though I don't have them, I'm just like, no, just wear them all the time. Even I, I, I'm going to go buy some on Amazon tomorrow. Do you even drive? Of course I do. <laughs> Are you talking about driving cattle? Yeah, that's exactly what I meant, yeah. obviously. Exactly, yeah. I learned that from uh, Soda Slickers. Yeah. Bruno Baker. It's, good. R- R- it's R- a good flick. It's a good flick. All right, I got a question. Yes. yes. It's very straightforward. Yes. Can you drive stick? Of course. Um. When I was yes, yeah, but I don't like to. I'm not good at it, but yeah, I can. <laughs> You're not good at it. What does that mean? You get to third, and they're like, "Oh, this is too hard." 
you pretty much like no i just i can get us home but i'm not i don't prefer to know <laughs> like that answer i can get us home <laughs> like hey, can you drive stick i guess i'm gonna have to aren't i uh, <laughs> um kenny drive manual yes yes manual see bang colorado knows what's up you gotta mm-hmm. catch up alan <laughs> yeah whatever whatever yeah <laughs> I like having, I like being able to drive and also have like a drink and not have both hands. You know, it's too, it's too. I, I don't want to get that handsy in the car. You know, it's too much, too much momentum, too much movement. I learned on sticks. So I can easily drive stick. That's that's. I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, that's how you play. No, no everybody. everybody. That was good. <laughs> it went fast and went slow. Yeah, it was relaxed. That's what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, let's get to some bandwidth quickies. Hey, Mark. Team. Oh. Each week and out now, he'll move the week that time out. I like this. I like this competitive thing going on between you guys. <laughs> it's going to come up every, later. It's, games. Every, every time I'm on. Every yeah. time I'm on. All right. Abe, you were off last week. What have you seen in the last two weeks? I saw Dr. Sleep, uh, and I thought it was I thought it was okay. There, there's like a, a strange genesequa about it that I couldn't really put my finger on because I wasn't really bored by it, but also... I felt as though uh, you guys had your discussion. I kind of am on your side, Aaron, of just like, you know, I like it enough, but also there's there's maybe some missing elements that I thought could have been explored further or could have uh, been further touched upon. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then I saw, saw Last Christmas, and I thought it was a very charming movie. Is it perfect? No, but it's uh, Paul Fagg is great, and uh, I think uh, Henry Golden continues to be very uh, – very warm on the screen and everybody in the movie is actually very very good as well so i would recommend it it's um again not a, a perfect movie but it's not terrible and i wish people would go, would go support it interesting yeah. good to hear from you on that one because yeah on, on and i have yet to see last christmas but uh let me know what you think I, when it happens yeah. yeah uh alan what have you seen recently yeah well i have seen a few things uh i saw dr sleep and i really enjoyed it Kind of bummed it didn't like wasn't a bigger hit, but it was a good time. I think the, t- the title is terrible, but the rest of the movie was pretty good. Uh, I also watched Midway, and yeah, that is like that was like <laughs> some grand American propaganda bullshit that I was just eating it by the tr- by the shovelful. It was so good. I was I was I was into it. I was like, this is great. And I was like the youngest person in the theater because I went like on a Tuesday at like one in the afternoon. Hey, five dollars Tuesdays. <laughs> oh man, it was a bunch of blue hairs. It was great. <laughs> and then I so you uh, liked Midway. Oh yeah, I was a big fan. Okay. Oh cool. yeah, I was like, Ugh, I don't know. Uh, this was a good time. I was a big fan. And then um, I rewatched Remember the Titans and Endgame on Disney Plus this week. I was going to ask you. Work. He said Titans. I'm like, wait, on Disney Plus because I know that's on there. Disney oh, Plus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So um. Yeah, I think Remember Titans is just a good movie, and there's a lot of people in it that have gone on to bigger things. Oh, yeah. yeah Wood like Harris. Then, like Ethan Sully. Oh, Wood Harris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you have a... Those two OB names, and that's all. Yeah. Those are the only two. That's yes, it. exactly. That's it. Nobody else. Nobody else. Well, and... I don't know who plays uh, the coach. <laughs> it, it's Kyle Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> also, Ryan Gosling is the worst movie football player of all time. He is not good. He does. He he totally is like a theater kid trapped inside what, of a what position he's playing. Football. He's like some defensive line. He doesn't okay. do anything. He's not. He's not we're like gonna, a QB. We're gonna get to that soon enough. In the yeah, game. because who's because, QB? Is um, Wood Harris one of the QBs? 
Wood Harris is one of the offensive linemen, I believe. Okay. And then um, Let's the rat and Kip Purdue. Sunshine. He was the backup quarterback. Kip Purdue then, from uh, Driven, another race car movie? Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he um, he was a very driven quarterback. So he came in, did his thing. It was good. I had a good time. There there's, go. some good line, there's some good lines in there that are really funny. Yeah, we're going to win state. And then uh, got to win state. Make sure they remember the night they played the Titans is the worst line reading. Just say remember the Titans. It's the title of the movie. Just say the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was so frustrated with Will Patton. Anyway, yeah, that was a good time. Uh, Disney Plus is great because a lot of these movies I forgot existed that I was going through. So I've just been kind of like perusing some stuff. Well, wait till we get but, to um, when I watch on Disney Plus. I can't <laughs> the wait. If I you watch the entire catalog of the Disney Plus, I'm going to be pretty impressed. Oh, no. I also watch the uh, old Mickey shorts, but other than that, I'm good. Okay. I'm Kenny. good. I'm done. I'm Kenny, done. what have you seen recently? Kenny. Um, yeah, I went to the Denver Film Festival. It, it ended a week ago, so uh, you, you did say two weeks. Um, what, I mean, I don't know if you want to run down those movies. It was Some of them are quite obscure indie movies, but um, I, I, I guess more recently, I saw um, The Good Liar on Friday afternoon. Yeah. Night. Yeah, with um, with Magneto and the Queen, I think is what I said. <laughs> that was the original title, yeah. Yes, yes. They, that would have really gotten more ticket after, sales. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, it actually would have helped, yeah, I know. Um, I thought it was really good, just kind of fun, escapist, kind of pulpy um, thriller with Helen Mirren did a, um, a really good job in the lead role, I thought. Um, like, I was with it the whole time, and it does have some really good twists I wasn't expecting. It kind of reminded me of, like, an old-school Miramax movie, or yeah, okay. Weinstein Co. Um, and, it, and it was a lot of fun as well. And I did um, see, what else did I see? Oh, yeah, I finally saw, actually, Harriet. Um, oh, yeah, the Cynthia. And yeah, I, yeah. I really did like Cynthia Erivo in that a lot. I thought it got... Um, you know, mixed positive reviews. I, I I can see why. I thought she gave a really good commanding performance, um, especially in the last few minutes of the movie. Um, but it is definitely a typical standard biopic, for sure. Like uh, like about her life. Um, and then, oh, I did see The Irishman actually yeah. on the big screen. It was pretty cool. Um, it it was pretty good at first, and then. Once Al Pacino came on screen, I just felt like the movie just came to life. Yeah, so I didn't really feel the three and a half hour running time at all, but it it was a remarkable movie. I really hope to see it again. Great. Mm-hmm. Dear. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one in theaters too. Oh yeah. Cool. Is that it? Um. Yeah. I'd say yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. I've seen a number of things as well. I want to re go over the the Good Liar because I saw that as well and um I enjoyed it. It does feel like a movie that I've seen before as far as the type of story it's telling. Like there are twists and I feel like enough people have seen these kinds of movies to be like, all right, it's not really breaking any ways, but there are some other, there are details that go with the things that happen that I'm like, oh, that's neat. But I mean, the main thing is getting to see Ian McKellen and uh, Helen Mirren just like having a, having fun as actors in this movie. And that's what it delivers on. So, you know, good on the movie for doing that. Um, as far as kind of mainstream entertainment goes. Um, I've also seen Waves. This is the new film from... Uh, 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 oh, what's his name? Tracy Edward Schultz. Um, yeah, Trey Edward Schultz. He uh, he did um, 
It Comes at Night a few years ago, which I was a big fan of. He also did Krisha, um, which is also very good. Uh, he's very good at making anxiety work on the big screen as far as just doing things that'll play with what your stress level is for the characters involved. And this film is no different, although it has two halves. And I'm not going to get into what happens exactly, but it does follow a black family. Um, the father's played by Sterling K. Brown. The son is played by Kelvin Harrison Jr., who is also in It Comes at Night. He was in Loose earlier this year as well. Um, and then there's a daughter uh, who is the same actress that's in Escape Room, and her name's escaping me right now. Um, Clever. Good one, Aaron. Wasn't intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, Taylor Russell. Uh, but the first half follows the son, who's like a wrestler, and his dad's really pushing him to be like the best, and things happen and escalate and get very dramatic. The second half follows the sister, and uh, it it relaxes the film. Um, but I will say it's a very good movie. I, I really like it. I, I've, I, I had to write, like I, I wrote a review right away, but like the more I've thought about it, the more I've like appreciate more of what it was doing. So like, it's certainly kind of risen up as far as kind of my thoughts on it, but it, it it's mm -hmm. quite good and it's in limited release right now. So I just like, I want people to see it cause it's a very good film, like a very stylish, great soundtrack and everything too. It's just really well made all around. Um, let's see the report came out this week. I saw that a few like a, like a month and a half ago at this point, but I want to just uh -huh. emphasize that it's very good with Adam Driver doing terrific work in these final months where he's seemingly doing terrific work all over the place. Um, but it it's it's out in theaters for like two weeks, and then it hits Amazon Prime like right away. So it's it'll be available for people to see. And if you want to walk, watch a movie about uh, investigations into how the CIA kind of really messed up on things involving the use of torture, well, this is the movie that very much examines that. So there you go. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And Annette Bening's very good into there too. She plays uh, uh, what's her name, um, Senator Feinstein, <laughs> Diane Feinstein. Oh wow! California. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It has it's like it has a it's produced by Soderbergh, so it's not really surprising. But it has like a traffic like approach as far as like having a bunch of actors in a story that's kind of sprawling over the place. Um, but it is like Driver is very much the lead character of this film, and uh, he certainly uh, commands the screen. So it's a uh, it's good. Um, let's get to Disney Plus because yes, it launched this week and lots of things happened on there as far as things that people can see. I will mention the Mandalorian. Alan, did you watch the Mandalorian? I did. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've seen the first two. I mean, there's only two episodes so far, but I've seen the first two. Uh, Anna and I watched the them both on uh, on Friday, and yeah, this show is banging. Like I'm into this like a lot. It's just getting the show about a bounty hunter doing stuff. It's really well filmed. It, it just it's working for me. How, how are you? How are you liking it? I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the first episode is like, oh, this is cool, and then the second episode, like, they, there is a small creature in it that everybody is all in love with, and I don't really care. I'm kind of fascinated about it, but I also just think it's kind of lazy. It just seemed like the, the entire show just seems kind of like fan service, and I just don't. I'm I'm not linked in with it yet. It's fine. I mean, I'm going to keep watching it because I'm a sucker. But it's it's fine so far. I want it to get better. And I think it will. But it's not grabbing me storyline-wise to really make me invested in it. But I'm glad like the episodes are like 30 minutes, so they're easy to get through. Sure. Uh, the, yeah, the first episode I felt was way better and really set up the scene. But I think the second episode was more just, hey, man, he's just taking his time. Just, you know, having a cup of tea and... <laughs> 
going to find going that's to what find. I'm into. Uh, I like that it's focused like that. Like it, it's not. I mean, you say fan service. I think it, there's a way it could be fan service, and it's yeah. not doing that. Like I, well, I, I'm liking. I'm appreciating how this is entering the world from like a different angle compared to something like Solo, which I was okay with. Like I think this is really handling the kind of the the aesthetic of Star Wars while doing something interesting with it. I mean, it looks cool. I've enjoyed it, but like it looks the, great. The, <laughs> the, the climax of the season of the episode two was trying to get a Cadbury egg. So I'm not really like. I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. I just didn't. I I think it'll be better once I get a little bit. I I just like show with a little bit more stakes than this because I don't really understand. I hope it gets better, and I know it will. But I'm not like super. More stakes. I mean, it's a show. Like you have to you have to build to that. (laughs) Exactly. It's not building yet, and I'm just like I'm I'm waiting to see. I'm invested, and I enjoy watching it. And I I was up at three in the morning when it released, (laughs) and I watched the damn thing. But I'm just like, okay, well, I mean, I've watched both episodes like three times already. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> I still just think, I still just think it's, you know, it's cool. It's all right. Yeah. Kenan, did I mean, you check out the Mandalorian? Oh, I actually don't have Disney Plus. Okay, neither, neither do I. So you oh. and I are uh, sadly. <laughs> I have some friends who have it though, and I yeah. should invite myself over. I think I might... <laughs> do it. It's worth it. You can come over here, man. I'll show it to you. We'll, I'll watch. Uh, it uh, yeah, bring over a chicken pot pie. <laughs> Yeah, whatever you need. There you go. Ooh, yeah. I'm down. We'll, we'll watch it together. <laughs> um, as far as things on Disney Plus, why, of, the, of the things I could have, well, actually, Anna and I did watch that Jeff Goldblum show, which is entertaining, where he just like yeah. does quirky things as Jeff Goldblum. Um, and we watched like the, the first Forky short because it's three minutes of just Forky asking a question because Forky, you know, he's why like, not? Yeah. Trash. Is, it, is it actually Tony Hale? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> just have some imitation for like, Let's go find a guy who sounds like Tony Hale. If they can spend like twelve million dollars in each episode of The Mandalorian, they can hire Tony Hale to read a couple words for a three-minute twerky shorts. Like, <laughs> hey, Tony if, Hale. If you Tom want Hanks 20 is coming bucks? back for like yeah. random uh, ABC specials for Toy Story, they can get Tony Hale. <laughs> oh, he's booked. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> He's at a Arrested Development season seven script reading. Yeah. He's doing a, a second press junket tour for Veep the last <laughs> season. Anyway, uh, the thing, the, the movies that I watched, <laughs> I didn't watch Remember the Titans or Avengers. What I watched was Return of Jafar and Aladdin, King of Thieves. Okay. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. That's a, good, cool. that's a good choice. Good choices. Yeah. Um, they're definitely movies. No, I will say, I watched Return <laughs> of Jafar a lot as a kid when I had the VHS uh, so I was like, well, let's watch this. Let's see how this goes. And it's absurdly like the crazy thing about this thing is it, that for the sequel, they're like, well, we don't have Robin Williams. We have Dan Castellanella. So we'll, we'll go. We'll deal with that for Jeannie. But we're going to lean hard on Gilbert Gottfried as Iago. And so Iago becomes the hero, the villain, the lead singer, because he has two songs and the comic relief. Like, and you know what? It all works. It, it's really, yeah, it does. He's great. Work. He's wonderful. I'll say this about it too, though. Jafar does not have a song in Aladdin, which is always like, why? He's the villain. He should have a song, just like Scar has a song. And then they mess that up in the Lion King remake. But whatever. <laughs> um, so they gave him a they gave him a song in Return of Jafar. It's like, all right, see, so yeah, John and Freeman, he can sing like good rib. Um, I think it's fine. Like I, I don't tend to like let nostalgia plague plague my mind too much. So I'm watching. It's like, yeah, all right. The animation's like. It's like subpar because it's not the A team working on this. It's just like, all right, we made like the TV show, but a movie. Um, then I watched King of Thieves. It's better, which I, I hadn't seen very much. I think I saw it like once. So this is like the second time I've ever watched Aladdin King of Thieves. It's pretty good. 
again, it's like a extended episode of the Aladdin like cartoon series, but it's still like solid. It's got um, uh, what's his name, Jonathan Reese Davies, Sala himself. He plays Aladdin's mm-hmm. dad, so you know, it's got fun. Does it? Is it Robin? Is it Robin Williams back? And Robin Williams is back as the genie. Yes, yeah. that's the other thing. It has a ton of energy because of that too. Like they're like, oh yeah, genie's here now. We could like it's, it's, it's we can they, do something. It's yeah. as if like they already made it, and then like you know, the, Robin Williams stopped feuding with um, I think. <laughs> whoever was running Disney at the time, because that's why he wants him back for Return to Jafar. Probably and... Alan Menken. No, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. No, no it was, who I, was, it was whoever know. was running Disney at the time. I know. I was saying Alan uh, Menken was running Disney. Just joke over busy. my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like they it's like they settled things like, all right, I guess we got to rewrite all the genie scenes, and like suddenly the movie like stops to be like, Robin Williams is going to do a bunch of funny stuff now. So it's like, that's what happens. Uh, so yeah. That's enough about VHS direct-to-DVD sequels that are on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. just want to throw that out there, because that's what I watched on Disney+. Plus. Oh, uh, did, you, did you not watch the Imagineering thing? Oh, I did watch that, too. I watched the first episode. I like that, too. Yeah, yeah I, I watched episode one and two, and I was very, I yeah, was very uh, into what, it. What's the show called? It's Imagineering... The Imagineering Story, or something Imagineering, like that. Yeah, so it goes over the, like, the creation of the Disney parks. And I, mm. yeah, I only watched the first episode, which covers... like. Just yeah, the basic concept of Disneyland, and it like takes you inside the Matterhorn and things like that. It's really cool. Yeah, the second one deals with Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Very cool. Okay. And like what they dealt with after Walt died. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I enjoyed it. That that's you know it's probably my favorite show on Disney Plus right now. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. That's enough quickies. Tim. Tim. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on now. Let's get to some more trailer talk. We're talking about one of the newest movie trailers of the week. When it's coming out, what we thought of it, what have you, it's a good thing I would watch Remember the Titans this week, because we have The Way Back, a movie featuring a popular actor playing a coach down in his luck, dealing with a team of would-be winners, if only they had some guidance. It all makes but, sense. Is it Hardball? Great it's Hardball, it? exactly. Oh, got it. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, what's the Sam Jackson one? Coach Carter. Coach Carter, coach Carter. that's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, The Way Back. This is a film that's not a sequel to The Accountant, but it is directed by Gavin O'Connor and stars Ben Affleck, so I guess they're waiting <laughs> waiting on that one. Uh, but in the meantime, they made this sports drama where Ben Affleck is like a recovering alcoholic who needs to be a basketball coach to get everything turned around, something along those lines. Nailed I'm it. Not sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's weird. Why? Okay. Yeah, well, Abe, you, what, well, we start with you. What did you think of this trailer? Strange, uh, strange uh, titles in this movie. It's, you know, it says from the director of The Accountant and also from Warrior. And then you find out that it's a story about a, a high school coach who has an alcohol, alcoholism problem that he's going to take his team back to state, I guess. But uh, one of the things that puzzled me the most, do I believe Ben Affleck was a superstar basketball player, you know, back in like 1985? I don't know. Hard, hard to <laughs> Hard for me to, to envision I mean, that, you know, Bruce Wayne, Batman playing hoops, you know, being really good, state champ. We'll I mean, see. You saw, you've seen him do CrossFit. I did see him do CrossFit, yeah. <laughs> and also he played, he worked construction in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. But um, uh, as far as, like, the story goes, it looks like uh, a story that we've all seen before. I think the thing that's really interesting me is the direction of this, because, yeah, from the director of The Accountant and or Warrior, I mean, that's, those are... The Accountant maybe had some problems that you and I have talked about on the show, but Warrior is a fan favorite of ours, and uh, I am curious to see how that goes. So the dynamic interplay of the characters is going to be interesting to see. Um, the story, you know, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some interesting basketball highlights, but uh, we'll see what the, the interplay between the, the characters is going to be. 
Alan, what are you thinking on this? Um, do you guys, I don't know if you guys saw this, but in the middle of the breakup with Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck was passed out in the backseat of like an SUV, and Jennifer Garner is looking forward and just handing a uh, piece of fast food food back to drunk-ass Ben Affleck. That image <laughs> is what this movie reminded me of. Because Ben Affleck has been dealing with like alcoholism for like years apparently, and he decided to do this movie. So I hope he's not doing method. So like I don't I don't know I don't know why he's doing this. I don't really uh, I don't know. I have no interest in this. None. There you go. <laughs> right? I have none. Like, Direct the, to the point. Don't care. <laughs> oh, you know it's the way back. Stupid name. Uh, and Ben Affleck is a uh, alcoholic. Uh, alcoholic. How, how are you going to give an alcoholic? responsibility over all these teenage children in 2019 that's not going to happen it's called the way back for a reason alan well he needs to get his shit together before he can watch over children abe <laughs> hey you're an alcoholic and you smell like booze you should go take care of these seven kids and turn it into 12 to 15 unless unless he was coaching the children and dealing with them all the time which drove him to drink and it's well, like a weird intercut storyline. You know, I mean, it you sounds like know. you have to see the movie to find out, Alec. Oh, I am not gonna. I'll wait till you guys do an episode on it, and then, and then, or you know, Abe will just, or Abe and Aaron will be like, "Hey, Alan, you want to come on this episode?" And I'll be like, exactly. "Yeah, sure." No, hold on, it's Mar- <laughs> it comes out March sixth, so I'm putting it in my yeah. calendar right now. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder: Alan Aguilera. Alan Aguilera. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kenny, my phone's my phone's gonna be broken that week. I won't Kenny, be able to where, talk on the. Um, I thought it just kind of looked like a standard, um, typical kind of coming of age sports drama. I do recall, I believe it was supposed to open in October initially. Um, and now it's going to open in March during March madness. So I'm kind of curious how that's going to work out for it. Mm -hmm. Um, but for a movie that was delayed for, um, like that was supposed to come out for Oscar season, but then get pushed back to the. I guess first quarter of the following year, it looked better than than its um, release date change. I I it. will admit that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, probably because the the Joker hype got real. So they're like, oh, we can't do we don't have time to do this other movie. We got to <laughs> put all our efforts in Joker. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I I don't disagree with what you guys are saying. Like, it looks pretty standard. At the same time, I do like. In general, Gavin, I'm not a huge fan of The Accountant, but I do, in general, like Gavin O'Connor as a director. He's made movies that I enjoy. Um, and, I mean, this we're, this stage of Affleck's career where he can, you know, be Batman and be, you know, a director and apparently be in the sad coach genre of films. I mean, all right. <laughs> I... I, I, I I can't say he's driving me to the theater to go see this thing. I'm like, all right, Ben Affleck doing this kind of role. I, I don't know. Like I, it was like the other day I was talking about um, uh, the account. With, I was talking with Brandon Peters, friend of the show, about the accountant and how there hasn't been a sequel yet, even though they announced one. Which, and like t- days later, this trailer dropped. I'm like, what? <laughs> like I didn't even know this was like <laughs> happening. So it's like, all right, I guess we'll uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, I, you know, I'm not seeing the next Hoosiers in all of this, so uh, we'll just kind of wait and see uh-huh. on the way back. Uh, but yeah, the film opens, as I mentioned, March 6th, 2020. So uh, we'll get there. We'll see what happens. Uh, it is fun saying 2020, by the way. 2019 is like, it's like a mouthful. You know who's really excited about that? Movie. Barbara what? Walters. Uh, yeah. No, that's and Hugh I'm Downs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's what they reboot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. 
That was trailer talk. Let's go. Let's move on. Let's go to our main review for Ford vs. Ferrari. Look out there. Out there is the perfect lap. You see it? I think so. Most people can't. Carol Shelby, maybe? Lee I. Coke, Ford Motor. Suppose Henry Ford II wanted to build the greatest race car the world's ever seen to win the 24 hours of Le Mans. What's it take? Well, it takes something money can't buy. Money can buy speed. What well, about speed? We need a pure racer behind the wheel of your car. That's Ken Miles. I don't trust him an inch. We heard he's difficult. No, no, Ken's a puppy dog. No, whatever it is, Shell, no. Trust me. You're gonna build a car to beat Ferrari with a Ford. Correct. And how long did you tell them that you needed? Two, three hundred years? 90 days. <laughs> This isn't the first time Ford Motors has gone to war. We know how to do more than push paper. Go ahead, Carol. Go to war. Thank you, sir. Do you think you can beat Ferrari? We're lighter, we're faster. That don't work, we're nastier. Make history. You ready? I was born ready, Mr. Shelby. Hit it. All right, that should have been some of the trailer for Ford v. Ferrari. Director James Mangold has hopped along through different genres, giving us films like Copland, Identity, Kate and Leopold, Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma, and Logan. Now he's decided to push it to the limit with a race car film, Ford v. Ferrari, which finds Mangold retamed with Christian Bale and bringing Matt Damon along for the ride in a story about the Ford Motors Company's quest to make a car that could beat the Ferrari in the 24 hours of Le Mans race in France. Damon plays Carol Shelby, a former race car driver and now car designer, and Bale is Ken Miles, a professional race car driver. The two butt heads, and Miles is not always the most even-tempered, but they do what they can to show Ferrari, as well as the Ford executives, that they're really good at what they do. Alan Aguilera, where are you yes. with um, what Ford v. Ferrari brought to the racetrack? I'm at the finish line because I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't give a shit about cars. I drive a Prius happily, proudly, and I'm fine with it. I can't rev it for shit. It won't let me. I went into this and I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I am fucking here for it. I loved it. I was a big fan. Um I think both when Matt Damon and uh, Christian Bale are on screen together, it is TNT. It's dynamite. Some of the like, it's so good. I'm. I think we're very blessed this year with having two major movie stars and two great films that are period pieces, just killing it every scene they're in together. I think they were great. I think Tracy Letts is wonderful, but you know, there's no secret on that. He's always great. John Bernthal, Josh Lucas. I'm surprised he's not super overweight of how much he was eating the scenery. Because I <laughs> loved him. And he was, I've always kind of like not liked Josh Lucas because I don't like his face. 
And this one kind of fit with my feelings. Like, oh, okay. He's like a really good looking Miles Teller, if that makes sense Him to me. Like Cole Hauser have this kind of like, well, you're, oh, you're good Hauser. at doing you're good at like doing this job. Like I don't, yeah. I don't really seem to like you guys, but okay. Oh no. Cole has Cole has some clout with me because he was in Daisy Confused. So mm-hmm. since he was in Daisy Confused, I'm like, oh I'll let it pass. Like anybody who's in the wire and has gone on to other things, <laughs> I'm still gonna like him in things. It's fine. But Cole no, looks I, like he's killed people. Cole Hauser has like a smug uh, uh, yeah, and then Josh Lucas has like the smug look on his face, like he's a like he's a jerk. Yeah, he looks like my dad. He, he, yeah. he yeah, yeah. has my dad's a lawyer face. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like he wears spurries, and you know, I just don't. Uh, I never liked him, and this I'm like, oh, oh, he's great. And then John Bernthal doing Lee Iacocca, he's the best. Um, I had a good time. I just I like that the race at the end took like an hour long. I'm like, oh man, I am tired, but I. Didn't feel, I thought it was really good. I don't know. What about you, Ken? Did you like it? Did you like watching your granddaddy in this? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I initially saw it at the Telluride Film Festival. I was a volunteer there. I didn't really know anything going into it. Like I knew the director um, and the two leads and the, the basic plot. But it was quite the surprise when I heard my first and last name spoken several times on the big screen. So, um, but now that I've watched it again, I watched it on Friday and, um, I really picked up a lot on more of the, um, definitely the character of, um, Christian Bale, but also the, um, the dynamics of like the, uh, politics and business aspects of it as well. And also the, the kind of the, the humor in it, it was kind of, unexpected kind of in between like with um josh lucas and the the guys who are the uh, mechanics kind of running the race mm-hmm. um like kind of like how they prevented him from kind of being out on the on the on the track that one time it it, it, it was really comical and i kind of kind of felt that, that was a little bit of um like a t- tension relief like almost like unexpected humor and i found it really welcoming um, but I also liked uh, Matt Damon's role too. Um, I thought he had kind of more kind of poignant moments mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And the whole cast was, was pretty, uh, terrific. Yeah. I, uh, I really liked this movie like a lot on and I saw this like a week ago, like Sunday, last Sunday. And it just, I was floored by how, like I was expecting a very good movie, but like, this really got me. Like, I was really impressed with what James Mangold was able to pull off in telling this story, especially because I've been so kind of just drowned out by biopics at this point. I just, I, it's hard to like get engaged with seeing a story that tells like, okay, and then this happened, then this happened. Like, you know, what Abe I call them Wikipedia movies, where it's just kind of like laying out, right. the, laying out the stuff in a way that's not really ambitious or anything like that. It just feels like I'm, you know, reading the notes, but it's just all it's all in presentation and like how he chose to handle this material and like what cast he has involved and like just the i think what really helps is that it's it's essentially a sports movie it has this kind of it's weird calling it an underdog story given that it involves the most powerful automobile company in the world at that point but it's like you know it has that element going for it in terms of having basically like rebels working within this giant group to take down this other you know very very high class model of car um but it all like comes together really well. And what I, I mean, on from a macro level, what I really like about this is that it's a movie. It, it's weird to say it like that, but like 
this is a hundred million dollar movie that has Matt Damon and Christian Bale, and it's not about superheroes. It's not about it's not an action movie. It's just like a drama that happens to be very entertaining, and it's two and a half hours, and it has all these things going on, and it just it really works. The supporting cast is terrific. We'll get to all of them. Uh, Bale and Damon are very good. We'll talk about them more. The car racing scenes are thrilling. I really like how they're shot. I like the. Uh, the uh, was it the uh, Marco Beltrami score? He works with Mangled in all these movies, all those movies, and like it's very good here. Really adds to the kind of suspense that you're getting. I was not familiar with this story specifically, so there are, to what extent there are surprises. I was certainly taken aback by how things kind of played out, and even by the end, I just I I was very emotional about how things kind of ended up. So it just it all worked for me really well, and also I mean for a race car movie. The sound design is spectacular. Just like Abe, you and I talked about Rush plenty when Rush was coming out. Oh, yeah. How much we love that movie. This is, like, if there's one thing I was expecting is that, well, we're watching a race car movie. I assume the sound is going to be excellent, and it is. It's just so cool to hear these cars zipping along and doing everything that they do. All of that really works well. And just one thing, one more thing, the, the kind of, the elation that I get from seeing races, like like being won or seeing people succeed in this kind of thing, it gets to me. It gives you just that great feeling where it's completely what's intended by Mangold on his part, and it works. Like it, it hits me in the same way like the end of Speed Racer hits me, or the mm-hmm. end of various other like movies involving races or sports where the the hero succeeds in some way. That there's a there's a pure feeling about that that it, for cinema that just really works on me, and this movie very much accomplishes that a number of times. So I was just I was floored by this movie. I thought it was great. Hey, where, where are you at? So I wasn't really sure what to expect with this movie. I remember seeing uh, the trailers and thinking to myself that this is it's a biopic for sure. You know, I know who Carol Shelby is. Uh, never hadn't really heard of Ken Miles, and then obviously Ford vs Ferrari and Le Mans. You know, you sort of hear of these things if you're growing up reading like Road and Track, Car and Driver, or, or Motor Trend. But when you when I was going into this, um, I was like, well, you know, starting out well enough. Uh, we've got some backstory on the characters that we have to get to know. And as the movie goes along, I become really invested in these characters, especially Christian Bale's character, Ken Miles. Um, you really become invested with him and his family. You know, he's got a wife and kid, and, um, and they're very good in this. But as it really goes along, what I really fell in love with is that the movie itself tends to say, yeah, we do have a large ensemble of characters here, but we're really going to start shifting focus here because you guys are here for Bale and also Damon and the car racing. So we're going to easily you know get people out of the story here because you don't really need to see him as much you know we'll get john bernthal out we'll get josh lucas out we'll get tracy letts out and we'll let you focus on what you want to what you came here to see and i thought that was very clever i thought that was a really good way to show that there's more to this there are stakes to this story but at the same time um uh, we are left with like three things um agree with you aaron that i because i didn't know where the story uh, the background of this story, there are moments here that that do uh, touch me uh, on a level in which I was like, I was not expecting that, and uh, it left me feeling good and also kind of uh, somber. Uh, but on the whole, I thought that it was really well done too. I thought that there was a lot of really good cinematography from uh, I don't know who the guy's name is, Fadon. Fadon Papa Michael. Papa Michael, yeah, what what a great last name, but. Um, I thought the the technical things, like you just said, sound design, sound mixing, uh, directing, um, score, those are all very well done. 
So on the whole, kind of surprised by by this movie, like not blown away, but very surprised by how much I didn't enjoy it. It has just so much like entertainment value in it, which I was just mm-hmm. like so impressive. Like it is, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's telling you a story that you've you know seen in various forms before. But I think there's something about just the the way they put Bale and Damon on screen together and like what they let them do and how they let them interact with everybody else. I mean, there's just there's it's weird to like be like nostalgic for dramas that come out during award season, <laughs> but like uh-huh. at this scale, as opposed to like, you know, an art house thing from a two four or, you know, something along those, something, you know, smaller, but this is like, there's a bigness to it, but it all like works. It feels grounded in its own way just because of what it's throwing at you. But, uh, Alan, you, you were obviously very taken by this film as well. Where, what else did you appreciate about it? Well, um, well, like, I think you're right. It's 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 a movie, bro. Like it doesn't have to rely on superheroes or any other kind of like IP. It's a movie based on real events that just like you know what we're gonna throw a hundred million dollars at this, put two movie stars in it, and just go. And it had a very good like director. It made, it made yeah, like 30, for thirty-one million dollars in the box office this weekend, so it's off to a good start, which is promising. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I think it's guaranteed almost I'd pencil it now for it to win both the sound Academy Awards. It could get more. Like, I think the script is pretty tight. It's what about two and a half hours. I didn't feel it. Yeah. Um, like the little kid, the guy who plays uh, Ken Miles son, he no was joke. in a quiet. Yeah. He was in a quiet place. He was in something else. I can't remember. He's great. He's in a honey boy. Suburbicon. Right yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was Matt Damon's son in Suburbicon, so they both share well, children. They know each other. <laughs> they know each other. So, like, yeah. that stuff's great. Um, it's a wonderful cast all around. I feel that it is also a little slice of maybe a little bit of American exceptionalism yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah, for sure. Which I, is I did fine. Get that yeah. what, you know what? I just watched walked out of a Midway less than a week before I saw this, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'll deal with this. This is fun. Um, it was you, good. I'm, it, it's a perfect. Yeah, you, go ahead. You mentioned that. That's, that's a good point to lead on the the Americana aspect because I noticed yeah. that as well. And it's it especially because it was that I saw this the same weekend that I saw that we saw um, Midway, where that's a film that I mean I don't know. Like it's from Roland Emmerich, who's not American. Like he's trying to <laughs> like the the nostalgic devices he's trying to play off of, where every single character in that movie is either from from the bronx or from the south like there's just no sense of like place as far as what we're you know how to kind of ride with those people and like feel for their drama and what have you where this movie and we've seen other movies that have tried to kind of capitalize on americana from a certain time or whatnot and say something about it this one does feel like it has something going on to that level where it's mm-hmm. it's presenting you with a you know the 60s in america it's giving you a lot of imagery to kind of work with whether it's american mm-hmm. flags or just the cars themselves or the way people talk the way people act like there's there's a lot there just to be put to put on the screen and you're watching how it how it how it gels with this story where you're watching the tale of a big company that's trying to deal with like how to be popular with people and like what, and you know, keeping up with the trends and what like there's it's, it's weird where this, you know, the kind of this okay boomer thing has come along and you have <laughs> like this where, where it's like, it's almost directly speaking to that. And it's like, made for, yeah, it's a total dad movie. It is yet. It's super yeah. entertaining. Like I can't see it's anyone not good. enjoying this. Movie. Yeah. Like this movie, if it should have come out on Thanksgiving, I think this would have killed. I that would think. be an interesting time to release it, yeah. Well, it's, yeah you done Thanksgiving. it's not like it leaves two weeks yeah. later. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know how quick things move. 
What else is coming out Thanksgiving? What, Knives Out and Frozen? <clears throat> Frozen's next week. Frozen's next week, along with 21 okay. Bridges, of course. Um, oh, obviously. It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, Queen and Slim and Knives Out. Are I like want to the, see that. The Thanksgiving movies. But, I mean, everything that comes out, like, right around now and beyond is the yeah. Thanksgiving oh, movie. It's Thanksgiving movie. So, Frozen. It'll be Frozen. Yeah, Frozen uh, is, the, obviously, the giant hit. That's gonna under. be the winner. Um, yeah, I, I just, I loved it. I was a big fan. I'm kind of bummed I didn't get to see it with my dad. But I would 100% get to see this with my dad again, if he wanted to, if he wanted to fly down to... Yeah, go see it with that, me. It's a good movie. Yeah, that's, that's a great point to make, which is I think that it, it does become a really nice like father son bonding story on the screen, and also if you want to join Alan and his dad at the theater, that's also welcome. Um, but the father son aspects of things, I thought that was well done. It, it was handled in such a way that you know Christian Bale is not like this. Ford sees him as a hothead, but he's not a hothead when you see all the aspects of him that they're portraying on the screen, right? He's pretty decent dad. He's, he's, you know, he's telling his son life lessons about, you know, cars, and also he's letting him be in his life, be involved with him. It's not as though he's in this abusive well, guy. Yeah, I mean, he's more than just a, a decent dad. He's a great dad. He's, like, he's, he's, he's a great, a very good guy. A great dad. <laughs> like, in terms of, like, dad awards on screen this year, he's he's definitely, like, a finalist for the Like, the movie, the what I... Bale is very good here. He has the showier role, obviously. Bale, Bale so he's, like, is he's, excellent. He stands yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, and he's you know he's rarely not excellent. But I mean, yeah. like, the, in this movie comparison, I think he's the MVP of this movie. He's he's yeah. really he's really good well, here. But well, like he's so but he's so likable, which is yes. like you know we've seen a lot of Bale performances recently where he's playing various figures that are shades chubby. Of, <laughs> yeah, I was like the ones that shoot their friends in the face. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good time. There are different kinds of, but here he's like he's not only like very good, but he's just really likable in the in this movie. Like you want to be around this guy, you want to see him hanging out, and I think it's because this like this sense of wonder he has from doing this stuff with these cars, and like the fact that he not only is very good at what he does. But he also wants to share that joy. Like he like he he does, regardless of disagreements he has with Josh Lucas or whatnot. When he's discovering these things about these cars, he wants to tell Matt Damon about it. He wants to tell his his son about it. He wants to tell his wife about it. Who's played what? Uh, Catriona Balfe, who's also very good in this. For a movie she's where, yeah, where sure. a movie where like the wife role is typically like the wife, she gets enough to do here. Like I, I I thought that that was handled quite well. She has a big standout scene where she she's driving with Bale and they get into an argument. Oh. That's that's the scene that's going to play when she's nominated for supporting actress. If she's nominated for supporting actress. Well, it's it's not too dissimilar from last year, First Man, where I really liked what Claire Foy was had to had to do in this movie in a movie that's dominated by men. Right. They they do enough, I think, with the wife character, where it's such a it's such a standard role in biopics about men, but mm-hmm. like they they lean on it in the in just the right way, so you like you get why these two are married for this movie, like it it works, mm-hmm. um, and and again, like yeah, as you mentioned, Noah Jupy is also quite good as the son, and uh, I I I've seen I've seen him in a number of movies at this point. Didn't realize he was British, and I'm like, is he no. an accent or is he British? And I was like, oh, yeah, exactly, he actually is British. This little, uh, he, he, these little kids need to stop being so good. It makes me feel bad. But I think, I think we are kind of sleeping on Matt Damon in this movie. I was getting to him, but yeah, where he's, he's good. Uh, he's so like he. This is the thing with Matt Damon lately is that he's okay playing second fiddle to a lot of other actors. Yeah, but he is still good enough where he and super confident where it's like, okay, cool it's kind of a mutual story. We both are top build, but Bale has a flashier role. Show me your role. I'm Carol Shelby. So I'm just going to, I'm going to hang out and I'm going to be the heart of the movie. And I think 
Matt Damon really kind of pulls the movie forward because you you like him and you like Ken and you want them to work together the entire movie. You want it to work with that duo. That's why whenever Josh Lucas's character is threatening to get rid of Ken, you're like, no, you got to keep them together. You have to keep them together because of how well they're working together. And I just thought it was it's a good buddy movie, like a good friend movie. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great film. I am what, hyped. What helps is that he's he, he gets a lot of scenes by him, like with with Henry Ford or mm-hmm. the second, or with uh, you know some of the other the other characters without Bale around. So you get to see Matt Damon like what he's doing as Carol Shelby, and there's a lot of reacting, and there's like there's some storytelling that he does, but it it plays well because he knows how to undersell these roles without like making it seem too un, inessential or not. He like he he does he makes it look easy, honestly, which is I think why it doesn't get as much kind of acclaim for these you know, these kind of parts that are it's not too it's similar for something like um like Rain Man, where Tom Cruise is really good in that movie, but you have Dustin Hoffman doing like a whole shtick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like that's obviously gonna overshadow things. It's it's a similar kind of dynamic. Um but yeah, he is very good. Kenny, any uh, any other thoughts on uh like Bale or Damon in this movie? Well obviously I'm partial to um Bale in the role as Ken Miles. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but no, he, I mean, he, he definitely had, you know, both uh, humor and, and hard and, and good uh, d- dramatic moments. I, I just kind of liked it when he was um, kind of yelling d- d- different random things as he, he was driving. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found that to be pretty funny and amusing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I do think Damon has at least one really kind of good dramatic moment um, in the movie, but 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 Bale is definitely the standout there for sure. Let's right. talk about some of the and, other actors in this film because we got quite a few. We already mentioned the uh, the 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 wife and son, but yeah, we have Tracy Letts as Henry Ford. We have Josh Lucas, who we've mentioned a number of times, and John Bernthal. Um, yeah, I, co- I love Ray McKinnon. Ray McKinnon. I was gonna is... say Ray McKinnon pops in here too. He's very good. Is like the kind yeah. of like he's pops. This, yeah, exactly. Pops. The kind of the, the guy that know that knows how the cars work. He doesn't drive them, but he has a lot of good advice. Do you think? Do you think after he uh, left NASA, you know, helping Apollo thirteen, he's just like <laughs> I'm gonna become a mechanic now? <laughs> exactly. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the supporting cast is excellent all around. Even all the side players, like the guy who answers the phone at at uh, in Paris, you know, everybody here is well done. Everybody here is is also un I guess understanding that this movie is not about them. They're really good at playing their parts um, and not taking anything away from Damon, uh, Bale, or you know the racing, so to speak. And I think that everyone. They, they do just enough. They, everyone sort of gets their moment to shine uh, of the five main, even six main characters, maybe even seven main characters. There's uh, a number, yeah. There's yeah. a lot, yeah. So I, it, it's it's I, good that they all have their, their moment to shine here, but it's um, it's a great ensemble. Whoever whoever uh, put the casting together put the casting together did a good job. And also, James Mangold, kudos on directing everybody. Let's is really good as Henry Ford. Like, there is... He has the, the way he's introduced, where he has this kind of authority, where he can just yell at all the people at working at Ford about things. But like, there's that big scene in the trailer where Matt Damon like drives him and he starts crying. And there's a lot more to it, which I really like. It's like there's right. there's humor there, but there's also like you know there's there's sympathy you get out of like what's going on in that moment, showing this man like what he needs to understand about the situation they're in. 
and it really plays well. And I think that's a big part yeah. of like what Letts is able to bring to that performance. Well, what I, I I agree with you, and I what I want to say about that is everybody here has more layers to them than meets the eye. I mean, again, you've seen it in the trailer; he's doing that whole entire crying thing. But honestly, he's he's a man of pride, right? And he has great pride in his company. He has great pride in his history, his legacy. But he also wants to do, do this thing. Same thing with like John Berthold playing Lee Iacocca. Hey, this guy has a lot of on the line. He really wants to create the sports division. He goes to Italy, gets turned down, uh, gets embarrassed by Enzo Ferrari himself, you know, and and then he goes uh, and tries to get Ken Miles together with uh, with uh, Carol Shelby, even Josh Lucas. Sure, he's a pencil pusher, but then he's also got his own ambitions, and it really works because all these people have some sort of weight to them, uh, but they're not throwaway characters. I will say the Leo BB character—that's who he plays. Yes, I yeah. was like, is this a? This can't be a real person because like it has to be like an amalgamation of people because it's so like he's so singularly the antagonist of this film in so many ways. And I'm like, oh no, he was a real person. He like he was he was a senior executive for Ford. He did a lot of things. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> you certainly played a role and it's like yeah okay they there's a way that these characters could just be like archetypes right there's a way yes. you can just make them very one-dimensional and i can't say that josh lucas necessarily goes above and beyond and adding a whole lot of dimension to him but i i know what you're saying abe there is yeah when you if you take a step it's because damon and bale are just so likable in this movie it's hard to be like well <laughs> like we can really relate to the others but yeah, if you look at if you look at things from his perspective, you can see where he's coming from. You understand like what choices he's trying to make, as far as yeah, obviously benefiting himself, but also not one to embarrass the company of Ford because he just doesn't understand in the way that Ken Miles and Carol <laughs> Shelby do. Like I get it, like it yeah, it works in what it's doing. Question for you guys here, uh, nitpicks. I was just going to say, I actually wanted more of Tracy Letts. I feel like yeah. that we were kind of robbed of that because I'm not really in love with the performance as, as everyone else, but I see what people really like in the performance. But I wanted at least two or three more scenes of him, maybe mm-hmm. maybe like one more comedic one and then one more dramatic one. Because um, it's it's almost like he's, I mean, he's not uh, underutilized because every moment he's on screen is is great, but I definitely wanted twice as much. I would um, not be surprised if there's like deleted scenes when this movie comes out, as it's a two and a half hour movie as it is, where it's like, do we really need more in before? Like, I, I know what you're saying, because yes, but why not? Yeah, more I, and I can definitely see. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see where where you would have more Tracy Letts in this. Um, you know, as company man, but also <laughs> as just guy who, like what you guys had mentioned, this this you know. American icon, so to speak, right? And the American exceptionalism at play. I would not be surprised if there was more, but also I can see where you're going with with that, Kenny. American nepotism, you know? Just American nepotism, exactly. Alive and well today. Yeah. I'd like to see a deleted scene where they, where they went to dinner that night for the race. <laughs> I want to know more about that. It was a pizza hut. They're in Italy. Mm. <laughs> they, they, they flew to Italy from France, and they're like, yeah, let's go get pizza and really rub it in their faces. Um, let's talk about the cars a bit, like the car racing sure. stuff, because we haven't talked about that very much at all. It there was great. a blue one. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it looks really good. I was very happy with how they designed these racetracks and like using a mix of like real cars and CG. Like, there's just... I thought I thought it looked pretty terrific. 
I was even, if you want to talk about nitpicks, I was able to look past the fact that Christian Bale and various Italian drivers were like staring at each other while driving 200 miles an hour. It's like, well, that doesn't happen in real life because that's no, ridiculous. Nope. But in the moment, I was like, fuck yeah, give him a, give him a look. Thunder? <laughs> it happens. Uh, I do want to say that there's um, the editing in here is great. Alan, you're sort of leading to that shit earlier. What I like about the editing is that it's not choppy. So when when uh, Ken Miles pushes the gas, you see it slowly taking over cars. It's not as though it's a cut, 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 cut kind of thing. Um, and so good job on on the storyboarding for thinking that out. I'd also like to say that because the the story is told with car racing and cameras can help you understand the the importance and relevance of it, there's really good camera work on some of these turns and the one that makes me sad all the time is just great. You know, uh, Ken Miles is in front. You know, he looks in his review. There's nobody there. And as he slows down, the, the camera just like pulls away at, you know, on another cart. I'm like, this is really well done. This is well thought out. So kudos on everybody on on the car racing aspects, but also the way that they decided to shoot it. There's a couple like even when they're like testing the car, there's a couple of cool shots where like the car is just kind of racing around a turn and the camera's like way back and it just like, it just swoops up and gets right behind the car. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> like I know, I know there's some tricks at play, like how to make that happen, but like, it's still like, it's cool to see these moves. Like I was just into it. And, yeah, and it I think sounds, it, it just sounds great too. Sounds incredible. I mean, again, the only thing that I could put up against is rush where that sounds equally incredible. Um, and I think that the what's good about it is is that I can't really tell what parts are CG if they were actually CG parts. Um, I'm gonna guess that there has to be, have been right, but uh, well done on undisguising some of that if there was there. Yeah. <laughs> Super in love with it. Got it. Yeah. Quick question yeah. for you guys here. Uh, not all people of color in this movie. Um. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of how the time was. I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, people of color weren't exactly in those positions in the early sixties. Um, I mean, I didn't see any Latinos, but we wouldn't be in that position in the early nineteen sixties. I didn't see like, any Asians either, and we probably yeah. weren't even in Paris yet. Yeah, there weren't any Hondas. Yet, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Zing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see Toyotas anywhere. Um, yeah, we weren't in it yet, but uh, come rush time, we were all over it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like I saw Midway, and Midway didn't have a lot of um, people of color in the film. But you know, it's like Saving Private Ryan, you don't see that. You just this is not how it was back then. Sure. Yeah, that's and interesting. I, yeah, like, and if they started implementing, like, it would, it would, I don't know. Yeah, and again, it's not so much really a criticism. It. Yeah, it's not a criticism. Yeah. It's just more of just like, oh, well, okay, well, I, I see, like, look how far we've come. Yeah, <laughs> kind of vibe. But um, I did want to ask you guys uh, about some of the, um, I guess the the aspects of Ken Miles's personal life. Uh, did you guys find that to be? When you're dropped into his storyline, he, he's an older racer, per se. Did you guys find it sort of curious as to like what he was doing before, like how he got to, how he got so much acclaim, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Well, well didn't like, they uh, yeah. I need a sense of backstory? I got I got what I needed to know as far as like this guy's a veteran and he's a race car driver. He's professional, but he's not getting very far in this. Like I 
I think the introduction of him and like what we come to know about him, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what more length I could use to kind of flesh this out more than you know what the film gave me. He yeah. was like a twenty-year overnight success story. This is the vibe <laughs> I got. Takes like, you know, he just been doing his thing. Started late because they mentioned that. So right. I figured he just started racing late, never got the brakes, but he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. That's, I didn't really need more. I didn't yeah, need a same. solo story, you know, kind of vibe. There, yeah. Yeah, at the same time, it's also it's almost not a traditional biopic that we're used to. It's almost one of those um, maybe snapshots in time. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. It's a preferred way, which are always typically as, better. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a preferred yeah. way for me to how to tell these kind of. But I mean, that's where you know, it's a that's why it's you know a sports movie is like the best way I can kind of tie the two together. And a lot, you know, you get a lot of sports movies that are you know based off of real figures in history or what have you. But it. it it plays to those tropes as far as giving you some, you know, very obvious stakes, some various obvious opponents, the kind of adversities and obstacles that they have to go go through to get to where they need to go. Like it all, it matches up to a certain kind of formula, but it's just that execution that I think just really works for it. That's a great way to, to capitalize or encapsulate, encapsulate it. Well, yeah, because you can, I mean, you can do that for any number of biopics as far as like structuring it around something that works because that's, you know, if you have a movie, a three-act structure. Right, right. Movie, like, just the execution gonna, of it is yeah. really what makes this one it's key. work super well. If you can yeah. hide, the, if you can hide the seams as far as what you've seen before in these kinds of movies, then yeah, it's going to work out for the better. Same with Rush, mm-hmm. which we both, you know, we talked about plenty on this. Oh, of course, right? yeah. <laughs> it's only about that one specific race and his his chase for uh, world champion. Yeah. Yeah. Other thoughts on Ford v Ferrari? I know we're just like super positive. <laughs> so hey, like, yeah, we are super positive. I, I mean, I do want to go see it again. This is this is not to say that I, I'm going to go nitpick it, but I want to go see it again and pay more attention to some of the technical aspects of it um, because I think it's well worth a, a second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, editing yeah. I'm sorry, what was that, Kenny? Oh, the um, editing is is I I noticed that more this this second time I watched it. Cool. There's just some great like standout moments in the in those races that like how they're constructed. Where like I like how it's not too technical, if you know what I mean. Where I get what's going on in said races. I understand like pitting and like things that are you know necessary for these racers to do and like what they have, what kind of changes they need to make like midway through. But like the film doesn't get too into that nitty gritty. So like an, an you know a viewer that's not too familiar with cars or how these races work doesn't like they're not falling behind in any of this like it gives you just <laughs> enough and i think that that does pay you know pay to the strengths of a film like this where there are going to be people you know gearheads that watch this and like see the things that are going on and like respect like what kind of detail they have but there are also those that have no idea how a 24-hour race works or whatnot mm-hmm. uh, but still have to like get a get a handle on changing out drivers and like you know fixing up the car and like what's at stake here as far as how to keep things moving and how to beat ferrari or whatnot like it it does a good job handling those things. And I was, I, I, as one that, you know, like Alan, I have no interest in cars, really. I, I don't really care about, the, you know, the race car circuits or whatnot. So it's like, yeah, okay, this is great. Like, I, I can follow along with this very well and mm-hmm. get, get excited about the things that are happening because it's been properly communicated to me. Hit it. I, I wish I was as hyped for Mandalorian as I am for Ford <laughs> <and> Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that down in my notebook. Well, the third episode is all about, all about the Mandalorian, you know, having to go after a bounty that's pod racing, and he has to shoot oh, him all in the race. So that'd you be amazing. Was, it feels like I an was, entire episode about that. I was thinking about pod racing while I was watching Ford <laughs> 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 yeah. and, and, I was like, oh and, man, this is great. 
I think my my final thoughts are just that I, I really enjoyed Christian Bale in this movie. Um, I think he he's stellar in it, and just the the nuance he has to play, but also the I don't know about brashness, but he has so much confidence in himself. It's it's amazing to see there's on the screen, brashness. and there's a, there's yeah. In there. But then yeah. the scene that really just wins me over for Ken Miles is when he and his wife are driving, and he's just they're having a, a serious discussion about their lives, and it it really makes me so affectionate toward Ken Miles. I'm just like, man, this guy, like I get it. But at the same time, like you gotta do what you gotta love. You gotta do what you, what you love, man. And he did it. And Damon brings it home. I'm not, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I think Damon's really, it, it's, it's like a one, two punch that you can't really just do without the other. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I think that's it. My only last nitpick was that the, the last race, I'm not really sure how I feel about it just yet because it feels like it's like a, a saccharine way to end it and maybe like a little – I'd have to look into some of the details. I was curious. If to, it, was yeah, a, it was a race. test drive. It wasn't a race. He was just test driving. The the test drive, the last test yeah. No, 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 not, not that last one. The the one before that. The Le Mans? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Jinx, buy me a Coke. But I, I'm curious <laughs> as to how that actually ended out. Yeah. I'll be getting you a Lee a Coke. <laughs> well, like, are you asking about the thing that Josh Lucas's character did? Yeah, exactly. That's that 100 percent happened. Okay, yeah. that is yeah. how. Oh, I... trust me, I was all over Wikipedia. That's not a thing you'd rec- That's not a thing you'd fake in this movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not faking that. I'm just wondering if that was exactly how it was. Kind of like that. Yeah, he wanted it. In, yes, he wanted it to go like that. Uh, noted. Okay. Yeah. Now, now that guy is just a jerk. Well, that's the Dude, thing. His family's kind of. Leo BB, his family's kind of um, upset. upset. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, yeah. You, well, that's what I was because that's what I was thinking. Like, this person can't be like just this guy did all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> change his name, dude. You throw him under the bus. That's what I was. I was like, this has to be like a, a group of different executives that have emerged into one character for this <laughs> this role. And like, oh no, all right. But you know what? I'm with Peter Miles. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With all that said, when should people Peter. go and see Ford v Ferrari? Alan, what you IMAX see this now, movie? now on IMAX, do it, race there. <laughs> Kenny, when do people see this movie? I'd say as soon as possible. It'd be really cool to go with, um, I'd say family, maybe your parents around, maybe you know between now and Thanksgiving weekend. Um, definitely a movie with um, a big sound um, system too, because it definitely roars on the big screen. Yeah, I definitely say theater. I mean, if you have a one of those premium theaters formats, check those out because the sound is is incredible. Yeah, I don't disagree. There's no reason not to go see this movie on theater, and especially one that has terrific sound. Uh, that's that's just the way to go. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked about four V Ferrari. Yeah. Well. Oh no! I just wanted to say that um, this was a really just um, genuine crowd pleaser. For I sure. actually uh, exit poll for Cinema Score. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Yeah, we know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I actually do that on on the side as like a side gig, mm-hmm. and I exit pulled this movie, and um, it played as well, um, on opening night as it did at the Telluride Film Festival. And I've been to enough film festivals to know that sometimes festival hype won't translate over to mainstream audiences. But sure. this was not the case with this movie. Yeah, it's like an A plus, I believe, right? A yes, plus. I know, and I hope my I actually wore a Ken Miles costume. I was Ken Miles for Halloween when, when I was really kind of high on the movie at Telluride or no, at um, 
or after the, the film festival, I tweeted how I was going to be um, race car <laughs> driver Ken Miles for Halloween. And I got a, some tweets and I was like, oh, or, or I was like, oh, OK, so I, I should do this. So I ended up um, going on Air, Aramark's website, ordered a pair of white coveralls and ordered my name in like a red script font. Nice. And it looked pretty nice. authentic. But I ended up wearing that the night I was polling. And a lot of the older audience really got a big kick out of it. <laughs> OK, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with all that in mind, that's uh, our review for Ford v Ferrari. Let's uh, let's move on now, guys. Let's get to uh, hey, what uh, what time is it here? It's quick game time. Very cool. That was actually the uh, the theme song that actually plays when Carol Shelby starts up his car. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a black punk. <laughs> I've got a game for you guys this week. It's called Versus. This is where uh, a game in which I'm going to be naming two movies, one uh, that stars either Noah Jupe, Christian Bale, Matt Damon, John Bernthal, or Tracy Letts, uh, and Josh Lucas, versus another movie, and you tell me which one made more money. Oh. So. so wait, but the other movie is just going to be some random movie? No, it's it, they're both movies that have Each one of, of the stars actors. in them. Yeah. Okay, uh, and just buzz in with your name. You can take a guess, but obviously, if you guessed wrong, somebody is going to get it right. So, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, be on your buzzers here, buddy, for the cleanup. Uh, first one here: Suburbicon versus all the pretty horses. Which one made more? <laughs> oh man, Aaron. Aaron. I'm going to say Suburbicon made more money. That is incorrect. Uh, Alan, Alan, yeah, Alan, 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 Alan. <laughs> all the pretty horses. All the pretty horses. <laughs> 15 million versus 5.7 million. You know, it's domestic. Wow, I didn't realize it was that big of a movie. Yeah. It's also terrible. I want to reemphasize that Suburbicon <sighs> is a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. D minus cinema score. Yeah. Dang. It's, it's because it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the next one here. The Big Short versus The Post. Aaron. Kenny. Aaron. Big Short. The Big Short is incorrect. Alan, <laughs> Alan, 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 Alan. I think Kenny answered next. So, Kenny. <laughs> the post. The post is correct. <laughs> the next one here. Wait, 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 wait. Where's the money? Yes. Wait, wait. Go ahead. What was the money? The money is uh, Big Short is $70 million and the post was $81 million. Oh, that's close. I didn't realize Big Short made that much. I thought it was about $60 million. I thought Big Short made more. Maybe worse. Yeah, so did I. More. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, so did Aaron, apparently. <laughs> Next one here. Ladybird versus Sicario. Alan. Alan. Sicario. Sicario is incorrect. Aaron. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck Aaron. <laughs> Ladybird. Ladybird. This, this is bullshit. 49 million versus 47 million. Oh, that is close. I feel so this is just yeah. domestic, by the way. This is yeah, exactly yeah. just domestic. Okay, yeah, oh, I, didn't know, I, wasn't aware of I was thinking about Mexico numbers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one here: J. Edgar versus Wind River. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Now I got to stop. Kenny. Wind River. Wind River is incorrect. Alan, oh, Alan, 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 Alan. J. Edgar. J. Edgar. Thirty-seven million for J. Edgar. Thirty-four million for Wind River. Oh, wait, who was in? Who's in J. Edgar? Josh Lucas. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we should go over this part, too. Like, who's in these movies that you're mentioning? Sure, yeah. Noah Jew versus Matt Damon for Suburbicon and All the Pretty Horses. 
Tracy Lex versus, versus Tracy Matt Lex, Damon. Big Short versus the Post. Or well, Chris, Christian Tracy Bale's in Big Short Bale. also. Yeah. Uh, and Tracy Lutz versus John Bernthal and Lady Bird uh, and Sicario. Josh Lucas versus John Bernthal and Jay Gurn uh, Wind River. Uh, next one here. The Fighter versus Goodwill Hunting. Aaron. Aaron. Goodwill Hunting. Hunting is correct. 138 million versus 93 million. I knew Goodwill Hunting. Bale versus Damon. Next one here. And Cole Hauser, of course. And Cole Hauser, yeah. He's <laughs> obviously killed somebody. Um, Equilibrium versus Killer Joe, written by Tracy Lentz. Alan. <laughs> Thank you for that. Alan. Equilibrium? Equilibrium is incorrect. Aaron. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Killer Joe. Killer Joe. <laughs> It's great. 1.9 million for Killer Joe and 1.2 million for Equilibrium. Oh, wow. wow. Really? I knew yes. there was like huge Bob. I didn't realize it made 1.2 like, million. Is this adjusted like, for inflation? Oh, it's like not even worth coming out in the theater set money, but hey, it is what it is. Next one here American Hustle versus The Departed. Alan. Alan. Departed. Departed is incorrect. How oh, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Kenny, American Hustle. American Hustle, one hundred fifty million versus one hundred thirty-two million. So American Hustle destroyed. Yeah, uh, next to, one here. You had DiCaprio and Damon in there, and you couldn't yeah. beat. You, couldn't beat you can pull it off. You can beat Bale and everybody playing dress up in that film. That movie sucked. Next one here. Terminator Salvation versus Ocean's Thirteen. Aaron, uh, <laughs> Salvation. Salvation is correct. Yeah. <laughs> 125 million versus 117 million. Uh, next one here. Wonder versus Baby Driver. Kenny. Kenny. Wonder. Wonder is correct. Yeah. 132 million versus 108 million. That's Noah Jupe and Wonder. Noah Jupe and uh, John Bernthal. Uh, two more here. Uh, the Born Identity, The Born Supremacy, The Born Ultimatum, or Jason Bourne. Aaron. Aaron. Ultimatum. Ultimatum is correct. 227 million. Oh, so that was versus versus versus. Got it. That was Matt Damon versus himself. I thought, for a minute, I thought you were going to do like all the Bourne movies versus another, like, versus like the Dark Knight movies. <laughs> well, that's actually the next one here. Batman begins Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Alan, Alan, Alan. Dark Knight. Dark Knight is correct. 535 million. That was uh, the game versus versus. Uh, Aaron, versus you pulled away there at the end there. Uh, you have five, and Kenny and Alan, you guys both tied with three each. And to make this appropriate, I now have to ask only Kenny and only Alan a tiebreaker to get second and third place. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why don't you just award us two points each so we can all finish together? That's not so how it works. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's a great. I, I'm, not, I'm not agreeing to this. <laughs> well, uh, you know. I was thinking since Ken Miles uh, tied in a race that maybe I would lose in the technicality. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, so, Alan and Kenny, yes. between you two, and I guess, uh, Aaron, if you really want you to, to lose first place and uh, play with these guys, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Everybody's no, in no, there. I, no, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll let you know, and I'm not letting you know, so there. <laughs> All right. So, Kenny and Alan. Uh, you guys are both going to get to answer, but what is the highest grossing Joss Lucas movie? Oh. Um, Kenny, since you're the guest uh, uh, that we've had on fewer times, you get to go first. What do you What do you think is the highest grossing Josh Lucas movie? 
Man, that's crazy. I have a really uh, good guess. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even think what, he, what he's in. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, bigger movie. Like, wasn't he in... Um, if you if you say it out loud, you might give Alan an answer here. So oh, be careful. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, I have. I'm wondering. I just thought. Okay. Um. Shoot. Wasn't he in Sweet Home Alabama? Okay. Is that your answer? I'm gonna go with that. I because okay. I can't think of one other big Alan, what do you think is? What do you think Josh Lucas is? Uh, I'm 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 thinking. Um. Uh. Fuck is he in? I can't think of anything other than one movie, <laughs> which a, I know I is. A, not... I have a guess as well, but I want Alan to. Throw yeah, I, um, I'm gonna let Alan guess here. Uh, fuck. Um, fuck. I don't know. Like, see, Sweet Time Alabama was a good guess. Uh, a Beautiful Mind. Oh my gosh, Alan, you win! <laughs> <laughs> it is a beautiful mind. And Kenny, you had the second highest grossing movie. Or oh, the third. Wow. It's the third. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk is the Hulk. second. Yeah. But Sweet Home Alabama is his third highest grossing movie. Wait. But Alan, you do... you guessed it right. Whoa. I'm smart. But also, are you kidding me? That's the biggest fucking movie those 20 I years was, ago. I did not think you were going to get it. But well, I, job, really know, it's I know. It's not like Josh Lucas is starring in huge movies all the time. So I don't know why you're so well, he's in he's in like six movies that I know. Hulk, which I know wasn't it. Sweet Home Alabama wasn't my guess. I couldn't think. Then I had to think if Beautiful I mean, Mind was a big you, hit. The movies you didn't guess also made a lot of money. <laughs> but then also, like, he was in Stealth. He was in Poseidon, was which a is huge like. Ball. It's fam- yeah, no. famous for bombing. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm like, oh, it's not Stealth. And then there's. Um, it's not Poseidon. What else was he in? Glory <laughs> Road. Was Glory Road a big oh, movie I didn't know? Glory, Glory, Road, Glory Road's his Ben Affleck as a drunken coach movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all that being said, Aaron, what was going to be your guess? American Psycho? What are you going to do? No, it wasn't going to be American No, I, I, I thought Sweet... I, I couldn't remember it was Sweet Home Alabama or Hulk that made more money, but then I forgot about A Beautiful Mind completely, so no, I would have lost. Well, with all that being said, Aaron, you're in first, uh, Alan, you're in second, and Kenny, great job, great fight. or in third place this week. You, you got on the board. That's what counts. That, means that you is what counts. Back to yeah, the show. I on the, you, mean, you got a lot. You took a all hit right. from me, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, I was like, ooh, I don't know. Our our retrospective for Josh Lucas has gone real really well. No, that's <laughs> like I like him. Like I do, but I don't. I like seeing him on the TV. I just don't want to like ever have a conversation with him or anything. So it's like I don't know. I liked him in Porter's Ferrari. I um I think I'm on the jump Josh Lucas train. Hey yes. He was really good in the men. I don't know if you guys saw that. Mm-mm. I've never heard of that. The the mend? Yep, yeah, the mend, M-E-N-D. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's it's like five years ago, I think. It's like, It played at, um, it got nominated for an Indie Spirit Award. I think it played at South by Southwest. Um, this movie sounds familiar. That's what I'm trying to, like, think. Like, it's a, I gotta look it up. Anyway, all right. Thanks for the game, Abe. Yeah, you're welcome. <sighs> that was a good game. That was, that was enjoyable. It was intense. It was intense. That was the key. Some of them were real close. Mm-hmm. Let's move on now. Let's get some out now feedback. Feedback, 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 feedback. 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 <laughs> this, is, this is where I go over the various questions and answers on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash podcast. We asked a number of questions to the listeners, and they gave us answers. And uh, we didn't get any questions this week. But uh, all right. It's okay. Yeah. Well, the first question that we ask everybody here is, who are your favorite race car drivers? Chris has Chris Hemsworth, Tom Cruise, and Will Ferrell. Ben writes Daniel Brule and Chris Hemsworth and Rush were so good. Scott writes Paul Newman. 
Robert has James Garner, Steve McQueen, and lastly, Justin writes Tom Cruise, Burt Reynolds, and Steve McQueen. Speed Racer, guys. Speed Racer. There you go. Unbelievable. Well, that might be the masked racer. Whatever. <laughs> he drove in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> what about Vin Diesel? Or I'm sorry, what? Dominic Toretto. Has he, has he done car movies? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's only done uh, Riddick movies. <laughs> what about Lightning McQueen? Exactly. Ka-chow. 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 Yeah. Kit Perdue. That's my answer. Kit Perdue. There you go. Oh, you mean the guy from <laughs> from Remember the Titans? Yeah, okay. <laughs> call back, call back, call back. What about Stuntman Mike? Does that count? Yes. All right. And also uh, Ryan Gosling in uh, I was Drive. Say, yeah, Ryan Gosling in that movie. Oh, you know, yeah. Stupid love. <laughs> what about Aaron Paul and Need for Speed? Nope. Next okay. question. Next. Uh, okay, favorite movie go. race cars is the next question here. Uh, Jim Kirby. writes the Mach, the Mach 5. Uh, Chris has the GT40 is sex on wheels, but also have to add the Lamborghini Countach from yeah. Cannonball Run. And yes, the Mach 5. Rosie writes the one in Vanishing Point. The, that's the Dodge Challenger. Uh, or Justin has Herbie or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Richard has Herbie. Jeff has the Cool Runnings bobsled from Cool Runnings. Yes. That's good. Mater. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Especially in part two, right? It's it a, can be. It's a, But it's not. It it's a car be. in a universe that's all cars. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? You're diminishing his, his, his skills here? Unbelievable. Yes, I am, because he's not a race car. <laughs> you don't know how many other, you. Yeah, how many other cars can tow you around, though? That's not the question. I didn't ask what's the, your favorite towing trunk. <laughs> Would the Snell and Turbo count? Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. What about the love bug? Did somebody say the love bug? Power, by the way? Uh, someone wrote a terrible screenplay and made the movie. That's how I got a superpower. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too real. Too real. <laughs> uh, those are really good race cars and probably uh, one of the race cars from uh, Mad Max Fury Road. There you go. Um, They're not racing. I know. I am a stickler on this question. What a, okay, what about the Bulba's Pod Racer? Yeah, it's a race. Okay, it's racing. Okay, sweet. It's not a car. Wait, a Pod Racer counts. <laughs> I just yeah. It's, not a car. it's a it's a that race. The Millennium Falcon will count then. Where's the racing? Well, it, they did it, the parsecs. Did the Kessel run in twelve parsecs or whatever? Was it a race? It's run. listed in the record books. The records for things that aren't racing. I don't even like Star Wars as much as you do, and you're denying it? It's not a race. He wasn't racing anyone. He didn't like get with Lando and be like, hey guys, we're going to go on a race right now. He was trying to smuggle his shit across the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was trying to smuggle people. He's a people smuggler. He had some weird like chemical thing that he had to get to Paul Bettany. That movie has things going on. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the robot in that movie? Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> yes, that's exactly the name of the robot. PWB. ASO10 or something? No, know. that's the, that's Rogue One. Um, what is that one? I don't know. It's consciousness is in the Millennium Falcon yeah. now. When you, so. when you, yeah, when you think about it later, just shout it out randomly. The next question is, what are your favorite films about rivalry? Catherine has first movie to pop in my head was Breaking Away. Um, and lastly, David writes Bride Wars. L337. That's not the name I'm looking for. That's not for. the movie movie. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, any movies about rivalry? I would say best of the best. There you go. Feel free. Best of the best. 
the prestige. The pr- Whoa! That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and do, I like Duplicity a lot when that came out. Duplicity, yeah. Clive Owen and Paul Bettany. Death becomes her. That's Wait, no, pl- who's the other? No, Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson and Paul Bettany. Yeah, or it's like Paul Bettany. No, Paul, 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 Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. I got solo yeah, on the mind. Fighting. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other movies about rivalry you guys like? Kenny, Aaron, White White Man Can't Jump. That's I'm a good neither one. Kenny nor Aaron, so I'll stop. No, I like it. Okay. Uh, Zoolander. Anna and I watched uh, The Little Giants a, a, a while ago, and that has Neil and Rick Moranis. Yeah, I mean, Moranis. Like, uh, classic rivalry. Yeah. Toy Story. There you go. Oh, yeah, between RC and... Um, yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything from you, Kenny? Remember how yeah, spiteful it, RC it, was? Wait, no, hold I on. Say, um, I don't know if Dodgeball or Days of Thunder would count. They do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise is going against, uh, you know, the prince himself. But, yeah, Carrie Ellis. And... But he befriends Michael Rooker on the way, so... I mean, that's that's been one of the best friendships on screen since, like, I don't know. Uh, when they're in the wheelchairs together and they're racing around the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Causing, causing trouble, like boys do. <laughs> Tangent, do you believe Nicole Kidman as a doctor in that movie? <laughs> I mean, the silence is, means is, no. is this a controversial point or something? I, I, I never really I'm, thought about it. I'm wondering. I've just, just never thought about it. <laughs> just, anyway, next question. Um, the next question is favorite films about teamwork. Jim mm-hmm. right, Jim D's friend of the show writes Murder on the Orient Express. Scott writes Office Space. Justin has Sneakers, Edge of Tomorrow, Space Camp, Apollo 13, Black Hawk Down, and Can't Forget, Wild Wild West. <laughs> I would marry you, J- Justin. Alan, you played Ocean's Eleven. I did, because I forgot I was on the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris has The Great Escape. Catherine has The First Wives Club. And Richard has dodgeball. There you go. I'm going to add a best of the best. You know, they couldn't do it without being a team. Best of the best. Okay, Rocky 3. Rocky 3. He has yeah. to team up with uh, the Mandalorians, Carl Weathers. <laughs> My favorite part of the Mandalorians first episode is when Carl Weathers makes a stew for the Mandalorian. Do you get to see him actually make it, or is he just pulling it out of like the, the thing into a bowl? Yeah, he's just like whispering over the bed. He's like, you know what? You take a few of these death sticks, pour them in a pot. You got yourself a stew, baby. And then they eat stew together. And the Mandalorian puts the the the, the, the soup the soup spoon to his to his helmet, and the soup the soup all falls back into the bowl. And he's like, wah, wah. "You're making me hungry." That's how I imagine. That's how I imagine him drinking tea when Alan said earlier in the show he he just drinks tea in episode two or whatever. He just, he just puts yeah. it to his helmet. He just falls back just down to the cup. <laughs> that's classic uh, writing from from, show, from showrunner John Favreau. He just like thought that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, what Kenny, if that happened? What if that was a scene? Where he just tries to drink soup and it just goes back in the bowl. First of all, it'd be hilarious. It'd be one of the best scenes of all of the year. They should, they should do it. Yes. Kenny, any movies about teamwork that you like? I mean, I was thinking um, the Mighty Ducks, maybe. Yes, quack quack. Yeah, ducks, ducks fly together. I mean, the superior cool. sequel D two is right there on the table, but I mean, right there. That's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> what about well, Remember the Titans? Remember, yes, I mean. They were going to remember that they played the Titans. Don't forget them. Yeah. Don't forget them. <laughs> the Avengers movies count. Yeah. Yes. 
Remember how Hobbs and Shaw, like, the moral of that movie is, what if we fight together? They and had like, they had to go through an hour and 50 minutes for them to get to that point, though. <laughs> and then they I said like, it specifically on the screen in case you didn't know what they were going to do. You want to talk about dad movies. Like, that one's like, well, they just had to work together. <laughs> along. And then, like, The Rock gives, like, a whole speech to Andrew Selma. It's like, yeah, we did it, and we didn't need any of your technology either. It's like, who wrote this thing? <laughs> Nobody. This was, the, this was the message of the movie. What if it was written by like Dwayne Johnson, but he just used like a pseudonym or like a pen name to, to put it on the script? Yeah, Jane Johnson. <laughs> you didn't see that in the credits? I no, I did. Now I'm gonna pay attention to it. He, he's he's uh, he's the next Cohen Brothers. He's the uh, next Cohen Brothers, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that next question is: What are your favorite films about powerful businesses? Scott has Citizen Kane. Uh, Irene oh, writes Social good. Network. And lastly, Richard has Joe versus the Volcano. These are all excellent answers. Yeah, super excellent. Powerful businesses. Um, I'm going to add an Equilibrium. Oh, it was? Yeah. I haven't watched yeah. that in a minute. i got to put that on at some point. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Would the Company of Men count? Sure. Yes? Yeah. What about um, uh, Black... Uh, Dead Man's Chest, the Pirates movie. I mean, because of the East Indian Trading Company. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, sure. That's yeah. good. That's fun. Do it. Tom Hollander coming in. What about Castaway? What FedEx? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he and Wilson work together. It's not about FedEx. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it's about the dedication they always have to delivering. It's package. completely about FedEx. That's a hundred percent a FedEx commercial. Yeah. I think the story is, like, UPS turned that down because they didn't want to be involved in a movie about a plane crash, and FedEx is like, screw you guys, and they took it. Yeah, DHL was the real king of the hill between those <laughs> Simpson and South Park situations going on there. Thank you for smoking. Good work. That's right. a great one, yeah. That's a, tobacco. That, that's a really good Aaron Eckhart role. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Favorite Ian McKellen role. This is in relation to The Good Liar. Uh, Michael Lee, friend of the show, has Gandalf. Justin has I Can't Think of Anything I Dislike Him In. I know there is no love for The Last Action Hero on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, not for me. I'm not, not a fan. Uh, Chris writes Gandalf and Richard the Third. Jeff has Magneto. Mark Pace's friend of the show has I'm just here for all the Gandalf memes. And Adam writes I w- Adam Gentry, friend of the show. I was lucky enough to see him on Broadway in a production of No Man's Land. That's one for me, hands down. He's a wonderfully precise actor. He's very good. Apt pupil. He was great. Uh, Gods and Monsters. Yeah, no. He's very good at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, you're right. There's James Whale. I mean, I do I do like the X-Men movies, but I kind of want to think be, beyond that. You know, like, yeah. He has two classic... Uh, oh, Rasputin. Um, he was the czar. That was good. The whole HBO I mean, movie. was a lot of fun for, for what it was. Which one, Kenny? Mr. Holmes from a few years ago. Oh, oh yeah, older Sherlock. Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was disappointed in that movie, but I I mean he wasn't bad in it because he's a very good actor. Yeah, so yeah. Was a, yeah. There you go. And the last question we asked everybody: What is your favorite Helen Mirren role? Again, this is in relation to uh, the spy game that they were just in. Um, it's not a spy game. Chris has Georgina, the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover, and Queen Charlotte, uh, and Justin has. Uh, Red Monsters University. She plays the headmaster, I think, in that one. Hornswoggle, La- I believe, is the name. Hornswoggle is her I name. Is, yeah, I believe is the name. Yeah, it's a it's like good Dean memory. Hornswoggle, I think. There you go. And lastly, Scott has. Man, I'm tempted to say Caligula. 
I mean, he'd said it, so he didn't really have to be tempted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're welcome, Scott. Favorite Helen Mirren roles, anybody? Well, it I liked her in... in uh, Eye in the Sky. Oh, yeah. It's like the politician. She's a colonel. She's a colonel. Yeah, yeah. colonel in that movie. So she's like, right. just like barking orders and everything. Like it's, just because it's like, you know, you see Helen Mirren in more like regal authoritative roles and things yeah. like that. So it's like having her in like as a colonel. You know, I mean, that's like, a pretty high rank anyway, though. Really, really playing into like the the nature of that film and like what it's trying to do. Like, it's like okay, that's a neat that's a neat change of pace. Yeah. She's gonna Gosford Park. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I thought of the movie The Debt when I was watching The Good Liar. Yeah, was, I, I had, yeah. Especially if you see the movie, you can see why as well as far as yeah, yeah, yeah. that sure. backstory and stuff I, that comes up. And, and I do love it when she hosts Documentary Now. I think it's just so yes, funny. Yes, yeah, yeah. I so laugh much, like, every time. I, I laugh every time too. I'm like, wow, they really got Helen Mirren to, to make this serious, quote unquote. All right. Well, that was feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. 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 Thank you. Love um, let's let's uh let's start wrapping things up here. We've got a little out now presents what's out now. These are things that are coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, 4K, and all that this week. First up on home media, we have and feel free to give a yay or nay to these as I go through them. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. I've heard good things. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blinded by the Light. Yay. Yes, I was a big fan of this movie. What, what movie is that? That's the Bruce Springsteen one. Oh, okay, okay. About the the Pakistani kid that loves Bruce Springsteen. Not the movie currently about Bruce Springsteen. The yeah, Western not the one stars. where he's like doing a tour on yeah. screen. Okay, yeah, not the one it. featuring him. The one featuring like his biggest fan. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I heard, I've heard great things about that, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's it for the newer stuff. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale Season 3. Cool. Fans of that Hulu show. Um, let's see. The Kaminsky Method Season 1 is on uh, Blu-ray now. If you don't have uh, Netflix and you're like, I gotta get my Arkin Douglas fix, like you can get it at home. You need it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Specialty stuff on Criterion this week. Betty Blue and Cold War, one of my favorite movies of last year. And of the decade, now that I'm thinking about it. I really like Cold War a lot. Uh, let's see Rock and Roll High School American Me with Edward James Olmos and the Abbott and Costello Complete Collection all on Shout Factory this week so a lot of options there okay. uh, let's see Scarface the original Scarface is on Warner Archive this week Holy Man with Eddie Murphy is on Kino this week I've seen that movie nice and <laughs> Jeff Goldblum yeah I don't know what that movie's supposed to be. Like, I've it, seen it. you don't have you don't have to see it. <laughs> no, I've seen it, and I, but I uh, I was always like, who was designed for this movie? Like, it's a baffling film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not very good. Uh, let's see, Jawbreaker, twentieth anniversary edition. Okay. Yep. And uh, the whole nine yards is on Blu-ray for the first time. The original one. What is the other one that you could think of? Yeah. Wait, wait, what's the Adam Sandler one? What the longest, the longest yard. The longest yard. Yeah, that's, uh, it's like, isn't this a comedy? The whole nine yards is Bruce Willis and Matthew yeah, Perry. It's a hitman comedy. Oh wait, what's what's the Burt Reynolds old one? Is that also the longest? The longest yard. That's the longest yard. yard. All right, yes. yeah. I'm just I'm just mistaking like football prison yards. movies or whatever. Yeah, yeah yards. That classic football yeah. saying the whole nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a this is a funny hitman comedy with Bruce Willis, Matthew Perry, Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, I like this movie a lot. So that's why MCD's in it? Yeah. He's yeah. great. 
he's plays what's his name um frankie figs frankie figaro <laughs> yeah <laughs> they all play gangster names <laughs> kevin pollock's in there it's fun it's a fun movie cool uh, all right, let's see. On streaming this week, on Netflix, we have Klaus. It's a new animated film. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, like Jason Schwartzman is one of the lead voices in that one. Um, I want to check this out at some point. Uh, it looks good. Let's see. Something called Earthquake Bird. <laughs> okay. I just Because <laughs> the title's funny, but it, like, it has what, Alicia Vikander and Riley Coe in it. Okay. Uh, but it's called Earthquake Birds. I'm like, well, I got to shout that out. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. so, so. Uh, the Crane, the 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 Crown season three, is that cool. this week? Yeah. Of the Crown, um, I believe. Um, what's her name? She just won Best Actress. Uh, Olivia Coleman. Coleman. Oh, Olivia, Olivia Coleman is the is the queen now. Right. Uh, uh, let's see. On Prime this week, The Man in the High Castle season four, which I believe is the final season as well. Okay. Uh, for fans of that series, uh, The Souvenir. Uh, another acclaimed film from this year. That's uh, that's on Prime now as well for everybody to see. And uh, Creed Two is on Prime now as well. Oh, cool! Glad to see, glad to see that's out uh, on streaming. Yeah, it came out Thanksgiving last year, so I was like, oh, good. There's a yeah. turnaround. It for did you. really yeah. well. I remember it did. Yeah. yeah. Strong Ivan Drago story. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess I got to start adding categories of all the uh, Apple Pluses and. Well, yeah. Say, yeah. Now we got to add the Disney Pluses and Disney Plus yeah, and Apple category. and whatever. Um, but yeah, there, 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 there's other ones also. Um, all right. Uh, next week's show. Next week, yep, Frozen Two, it's mm-hmm. happening. The Frozening, as I call it. Uh, dark. Yeah, yep, yeah. But that's gonna happen. We got Frozen Two coming. There, there are a lot of movies coming out. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood comes out next week as well. So, uh, along with other movies that Abe and I just haven't talked about yet very much. So we'll see. I know. Like, I, I mentioned I that we might that? Do, get. I mentioned we might get some bonus stuff going. So we'll, right. we'll see what yeah. we can do. Is we talk, talk about like something like Jojo Rabbit. Or a beautiful day in the neighborhood, or like some of these other ones that it'd be nice to give a little bit more time to now out now quickies we can too. So, TM, TM, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the last thing we do here: what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next? Alan Aguilera, yeah, see right now. I don't know. Ford vs Ferrari is a good bet. Everybody likes it. Go see it. I want to see Parasite next. I'll probably go nice. see it sometime this week. Yeah, we finally got it over here. So cool. Yeah, it should be fun. Kenny Miles, which people see in theaters right now? Um, I would definitely say Ford v Ferrari as well. Um, up next though, I don't know if I could how much I can say because I don't want to be the first to mention it, but I saw Knives Out a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's been mentioned yeah. on this on the show. Yeah, feel free. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I've, I've seen it a few weeks ago too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it opens on Wednesday of Thanksgiving, but I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely, the, the the cast was great. Um, it definitely had some twists I was not expecting, and it was just a really good fun um diversion for um and it was really un- unpredictable and i actually do want to watch it again to kind of piece together everything and, and the acting was good like um did daniel craig was a highlight for me in that movie very cool cool Abe, i definitely re- would recommend ford v ferrari and also last christmas go see it uh next frozen 2 and also this week I'm also trying to catch Parasite because I, I want to catch a lot of things before they leave theaters. You haven't seen Parasite All the small yet? Stuff. Not yet, not yet. I'm, I'm waiting to go with somebody. Get on top of this, man. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did an episode about it. Never. I know, and I missed it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah, Ford vs. Ferrari for sure. Go see that. The Report, if you can find it, um, it's quite good. And Waves, if you can find it as well. Waves yes. is really good. Yeah, so go find that if Ice. you can. Waves is great. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next, I'm, see- I'm actually seeing Little Women uh, tomorrow. And um, 
but more importantly, 21 bridges, guys. I know. 15, I can't 21 wait for that movie. bridges. Even if it's terrible, I can't wait for it to see the the worst, best worst movie of the year. If you follow, it's not gonna be the best worst movie of the year. It's gonna be fucking fantastic. Twenty one bridges. <laughs> he's talking about. If you've been following our Instagram page, you know I take any opportunity I can to highlight the fact that not enough movie posters feature bridges. Yet here we are with twenty one bridges, and it looks fantastic. <laughs> so, but yeah, the time has come to cross the bridge. That's what's happening for me this week. Um, all right. With all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of At Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there, but I'm also writing at weliveentertainment.com and Wise So Blue. You can also find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? Our friends have over my Instagram, abe.moore, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Uh, no hashtag, just a tweet this week. Do not mess with Jason Tremblay. He knows people. Hashtag Dr. Sleep. <laughs> okay. What? That's, uh, you got to go see Dr. Sleep now. I did. Jason, Jason, or, uh, Jacob, Jacob Tremblay. He's got people, man. Um, okay. Are they good boys? <laughs> they, they, they're the best. Oh, good. Alan, anything you want to plug? Not really. Um, <laughs> I, I got nothing. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, A L D O R A Y N E R A Y. Yeah, I said that right. Cool. It's Alderain. Uh, yeah, I got nothing right now. I just I just work and complain about Star Wars content. That's about it. <laughs> Kenny Miles, anything you want to plug here? Oh yeah, um, I write for uh, We Live Entertainment. I'll be um, have a review of Knives Out coming up, or, or Knives Out coming up, as well as an interview with Trey Edward Schultz, um, who was in Denver for the film festival. And um, oh yeah, I, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, it's uh, at the Kenny Miles, and my current name on there is not the Ken Miles in Ford v. Ferrari. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, you can find all the other episodes about Now With Her Name on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. AJWLOD, SoundCloud, or Podomatic. Feel free to email us at outnowpockets at gmail.com. I completely forgot about this. We got an email, Abe. What? We got an what? email. And you didn't tell me? <laughs> Although I we can look the, at him on inbox right we, now. We both have the same we both have the email. You can look at it also. I, I'm reading it right now. I'll, I'll read it out later. <laughs> but uh you can also write it on Facebook well, Facebook.com slash oh no podcast or tweet at us at twitter.com slash oh no underscore podcast. And of course our Instagram page, Instagram.com slash oh no underscore podcast. Uh Kenny, Alan, thank you both very much for Thank you, Kenny. Welcome. Thank you, Alan. You're welcome. You're welcome. And yeah, with all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next week, when we find out if we have to let it go into the unknown, that's going to do it. So until then, so long. And goodbye.
Um, and lastly, David writes Bride Wars. L337. That's not the name I'm looking for. That's not for. the movie movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I get it. 